0: Welcome to the Dollars and Dumbbells Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Green, a certified financial planner who specializes in helping fitness entrepreneurs and millennials grow their network. The goal is to bring you conversations with successful individuals in the fitness industry on how they navigated their journey to success. Justin Green is the founder and financial planner at Assist FP, a financial planning firm. All opinions expressed in this show are solely those of Justin and not reflective of Assist FP. This podcast should not be considered advice. It is solely for educational, informational, and entertainment purposes only. Please consult with your financial advisor, tax, legal, and any other advisor you have before making any decisions regarding your financial plan. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Dollars and Dumbbells Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Green. Today, I'm excited to bring you my guest, Jake Weber. Jake is the founder and CEO of SweatFam, a fitness coaching business. What's up, Jake?
1: Hey, how's it going? Pleasure to be on here. Yeah,
0: hey, thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. So I always like to kind of kick off each episode. Let us know uh, where you're calling in from and what you hit at the gym today. If you haven't hit it yet, what you're hitting later.
1: Yeah, so I'm actually going to the gym later. Um, I'm going to hit legs. And right now I'm posted up back home in St. Louis. And in April I'll be moving out to San Diego.
0: Cool, man. Yeah, so a lot of my my guests are from the San Diego area. It's not intentional. I was uh, excited to get some some location diversity on here. And then I saw like right after I scheduled you uh, that you're moving out to San Diego soon. So uh, kind of funny. So what prompted that?
1: Dude, so I was... I originally started working with Zach um, a little over a year ago, with Kendall now, <clears throat> and I never made it out to San Diego yet, and they're like, whenever you come out here, you're going to want to move here, and I said, absolutely not, and then I had a three-day trip, extended it to a week, then extended it to two weeks, and then <laughs> next thing you know, I'm looking at apartments, and I'm moving out in April, so.
0: That's crazy. That That's yeah. so cool. I mean, I've heard great things about San Diego. I've heard the weather is great. Uh, I've clearly stumbled across a great... Uh, community of fitness coaches um, out there, so it seems like there's such a great network out there when you get out there uh, between business coaches and other fitness coaches to learn from, um, and then the weather is just a bonus. So, I mean, I don't yeah. blame you. I mean, I've been to yeah. St. Louis a couple times. It's a it's a beautiful area, but it can get cold in the winters.
1: Yeah, it it's all right. That's that's all I'll say about that one. But yeah, <laughs> you don't really want to be posted up in the Midwest that much
0: yeah is that where you're from are you born are you from st louis yeah
1: cool so i'm from st louis and the last like five years whenever i was in college and after college i was in springfield which is like a little southern couple hours of st louis and then i moved back and originally the plan was just to stay here and build everything here and just like kind of being back here there's no opportunity to do anything that i wanted to do um like i even can't even find a a freaking gym that won't bash at me for having a camera inside, you know, so really? that, yeah. So that's like one of the things It's just like, how can you have a career in this when almost every single gym in a big city even doesn't really allow for that. And it's just the whole growth mindset with every individual, like just not that it's non-existent here, but just especially in the fitness area and everything like that, it's just really hard to even have conversations with people. that don't understand anything, even try and explain it and it's just not a thing here and that's kind of why i wanted to build everything here but at the same time it's almost impossible because no one no one's even in it
0: yeah it just became too challenging to try and like educate everyone on the industry i guess probably
1: yeah and it's just you don't really have people here to push you further and make you Mm want to work hard and as opposed to san diego when i go out there all i want to do is like besides have fun you know just like work even harder and harder than I already do so that was like the biggest thing here It's just like there aren't really people around me besides like family and friends that can help me grow and it's just like that's not an environment you really want to be around because you can't change that environment at the end of the day
0: cool well, let's take it back a step so what so what are you uh, working on growing and um, give us a little bit more background on how you got started in the fitness coaching industry um, and then kind of transition into what you're looking to grow
1: yeah. So starting things off, um, I finished college. I was going to go to grad school at Wisconsin U online and was doing corporate wellness. And I actually wanted to do what I'm doing now. Um, I didn't know fitness online was even a thing because I was in college. It was just school and athletics. So I played lacrosse. So it was just, you know, if you're not focusing on school, you're in practice, social media posts, like maybe once a month, that's it. Whether it's your buddies drinking, whether it's your girlfriend, whether it's Sports, that that was pretty much social media to me. Like that, that was it. And then Zach reached out after college and COVID started like a couple months right after college ended. I graduated and was talking to him about my plans. He just kind of slid in the DMs and we're just talking and everything. And then long story short, he was just like, hop on a call with me. Like, I'm not gonna pressure you into anything, but I just want to talk about like opportunities and that kind of thing. And I was pretty hesitant at first and ended up hopping on the call and that just kind of changed my life with everything. And like from that day forward, like quit my corporate job that I was gonna start at Jen Craig, dropped out of grad school before it even started, which saved me at the end of the day, a ton ton of money because they were asking for pretty much 40K for a year and a half um, when I didn't even need a partial of that to even do what I'm doing now. So that was a huge life-saving thing for sure and then that kind of got me started with coaching online i was coaching in person um hated it didn't like how gyms treated trainers as well as like the clients there too i just didn't i just didn't agree with any in-person training thing really um and that's why like online coaching worked for me so well because it was able to cater to exactly how i wanted it to work in person but i was able to create my whole business around how i wanted it to work instead um, so that's what really helped me take off and it definitely wasn't easy at first um, there were slower months and everything and then we just kind of exploded out of nowhere um, with that whole trust the process thing that like Zach tells everyone it, it really does work so um, that's kind of where I am right now and then right now it's just you know expanding the team and our client roster right now is at 103 and I'm trying to push it to like 200 clients so I really
0: want is that to just something. you or how many members no. how many teammates you have
1: so I have one other one. I brought him on okay. as a co- co-head co coach. So instead of an mm-hmm. assistant coach, we're both head coaches. I'm still the CEO and everything, but I was doing that as a precautionary just because I didn't want him underselling himself as an assistant coach. And also I feel like with the way things are growing in the next five, six years, I might have to step out of coaching and just straight up do the CEO role and like back sure. backend work.
0: Yeah. No, that makes sense. Um, What would so? What would you credit the 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 explosive growth to? Is it working with Zach? Is it the pandemic kind of forced people to turn online? Um, Because it sounds like you've uh, it sounds like you got into it right around uh, the when the pandemic started, like late two thousand nineteen. I have that right. So you've only been doing it for a couple years, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. So, So. Yeah. What would you credit that growth to?
1: So, we. So I had. It was weird, cause definitely give credit to Zach, hundred percent. Like he, he pretty much helped me with everything. But um, we were ending up with like VAs working for me, and I was just having the biggest issues with VAs. And all I was having them do was DM outreach for me, just cause I didn't have time for it anymore. And that was like literally the only thing I needed needed um to buy back my time with, and. It's just, I wasn't working at all. I wasn't seeing ROIs or literally anything. And I kept thinking it was me, maybe like infrastructures or like lack of structure with like my business and stuff. And I kept having meetings with Zach and the like agency we were going through and everything. And Zach kept telling me, he's like, there's not anything wrong with your business. It's like the VA. And whenever we dropped that, I ended up just doing all the work myself, like giving all my free time, in the morning, afternoon, evening, whenever I was in the gym. And um, I actually just wrapped up competing. So I was in prep for about like 200 days. So like whenever I wasn't focusing on that, I was just focusing on my business. And if I lost sleep some nights, I lost sleep some nights, but I was able to just like put in the work with all my free time, which probably isn't the healthiest thing, but that's really what helped it just like boost and get going super fast.
0: So you said you have over a hundred clients. What does that look like revenue wise? Like. Like what are you approaching with that many clients? So
1: a lot of them, or not a lot, but I'd still say maybe like 10 to 20% of them were from way back when we started. So the pricing is actually kind of different because you still have some of those that were grandfathered in with a lower price. So revenue wise right now, we just almost closed in on our first 20K month. Um, And I think we're gonna blow that out of the water in December. So um, that's gonna be the biggest thing. And then also, I am I think we're going to start ending up hitting 25 to 30 um, right off 2022, just especially with re-signing people on, having to raise our prices even more. Um, and then just like whenever we hire on our first round of ACs, uh, which we have two lined up right now, both female, their, their rosters are going to be loaded, and then they're also going to be bringing in people too. So it's just going to be a constant like rapid thing. So honestly, it's really hard to predict because – you don't know how slow or how fast it might go so that's that's definitely the hardest part but we're just making sure we're not stressing over it and just making sure that we have all the spots or all the moving pieces in the right spots so that way if it does take off super fast we're not like overloaded or anything like that either
0: cool absolutely yeah get the systems in place so you're kind of ready right. for if that opportunity well not if when that opportunity hits you know yeah. you kind of have the systems ready to go no that makes sense I'm curious because, you know, it's a model I kind of keep hearing about is kind of adding the assistant coaches. How does something like that work? So is it like, um, are they getting paid like a commission based on the clients they're bringing in or are they like a salary? How does something like that work, at least uh, with you?
1: So we're doing a percentage. So we're going to do, as for right now, I mean, things could always change, but we're going to do the 70-30. So like whenever we hand them off clients they'll automatically get like 30% from them since like we originally brought them in. And then whenever they bring in clients, they get 70%, we'll keep 30. And then it'll just do like that back and forth thing. And we always, we're always we always like very upfront about that too, because sometimes that percentage people don't want that. So we always like wanna make sure whenever we're talking to people like, this is how things are gonna work. Let us know if you agree with it, disagree with it. If it's not for you, if you're more than fine with it. Um, so that that's for sure the biggest thing and then as far as the hiring process goes so we put out an application and we automatically got like 45 um, applicants in about like 48 hours to 72 hours and that hiring process was really really tough because you want to interview almost all of them first you go through the applications you pick out which ones you like then you try to interview them and an interview could go from like five to 10 minutes to like 30 to 40 minutes. And interviewing like 30 plus people, that takes a long time. And then you do yeah. another round of interviews and everything. And we actually kind of gathered like a lot of people, one, we in it for the wrong reasons. They were just in it for the money, which we just don't want that because they're not gonna treat clients like how they should be treated or like sure. treat the business how it should be. And if you're focused just on the money, like your business won't grow. Um, that's just a fact. So we kind of wanted to end up like finding people online ourselves and actually reaching out, being like, hey, we're hiring an assistant coach. You look like you may fit the role. Like if you're interested, do you want to hop on a call? And we can like send over an application. And that's actually been like the most beneficial route because it's picking out people that we can visually just be like, okay, they could be a good fit. And then we talk to them, get to know them as a person. And if they're even a better fit then like that could be our person too.
0: Cool, no, that's interesting. So you're doing a lot of outreach and that's kind of how you found your yeah. coaches. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool, no, that's interesting. So that 70-30 split, I'm interested. So do you find that it's competitive? So, like, obviously there's a lot of uh, coaching businesses that mm-hmm. um, coaches could, could go to work for. Is there, right. you know, is there a lot of competition among, like, who's paying the, the best, like, rate, whether it's 70-30, 60-40, 80-20? Um, do you see that, like, getting very competitive in your industry?
1: Yeah. Um. I don't really know because I feel like if you talk to some people, they'll say it's competitive. And then if you talk to people like me, like this is something that I've kind of done from day one, like online, especially you're friends with lots of coaches. So the first thing you're going to do is see what they're doing. Or if you're in a mastermind, Mm -hmm. everyone's going to kind of be doing the same thing, but in their own way. And I never, this sounds bad. And like, I love my friends and everything, but like, I just don't really follow everyone's coaching businesses because it's just like, I don't want to, and gather ideas maybe it's just like i want to focus on mine and i think whenever you don't focus on other people's businesses is competitive that's how you'll like just grow because all your focus is on your own um and that's that's some things i try to tell friends too but i i would say at the end of the day it probably is competitive because there are people out there that just want to compete with businesses and like for me it's just like you can't really compete with me whenever we're going balls to the wall hundred percent all the time and just like sticking to ourselves and that kind of thing. But I don't know. I would say yes and no, because I think it just really depends on who you ask. And I'm sure if I did pay attention to like other businesses and stuff at the end of the day, assistant coaches, all that kind of thing, I think it probably would be competitive hundred um, percent. So probably, probably. Yeah. But like more low key competitive.
0: Gotcha. All right, so talking about competition, let's let's kind of transition over. So you said you just kind of came off of um, 200 days of prep for competing. What was yeah, that like? So,
1: <laughs> Dude, it was kind of like hell. Um, so I did two <laughs> Sounds shows. Sounds it. <laughs> yeah, I did two shows, both in Houston. It was actually the same show. And the original plan was just to do one for my first one, just to see how we do and everything. And we did great. And then they did another one four months later And I was talking to my coach, I was like, dude, I can do it, like I wanna do it. And I didn't know how bad of an idea it is to do two shows four months apart because after you cut for that long, so each cut was like a 13 week prep. So nothing extreme or anything, but with how hard we went and everything, like your body has to recover, you need to get your metabolism at least back to the threshold, to the natural baseline that it was at, um, not even like peak or anything. And my body started recovering after that first show while we started the next prep for another 13 week cut. So it was like fighting itself. We were having to push even harder. There were a couple of weeks where I was even down to like 1,300 calories doing 90 to 120 minutes on Stairmaster every day. So it just, I mean, like we got it done, still did great, um, did really good actually. But the thing is just like knowing what to do and what not to do. And that's definitely something that I won't be doing again because if I do two shows, they'll have to be like, back-to-back in a couple week time frame as opposed to four months apart but uh, that was definitely a big learning lesson but that was probably the coolest experience I've done and now I'm like full-time in the sport to just going as hard as I can with it
0: so you'll compete again
1: yeah absolutely we're gonna we're shooting for 2023 we want to take a year and a half to kind of grow and get as much size as possible
0: gotcha what do you how do you think competing um, makes you a better coach
1: Dude, so I think it helped with everything Um, because I was never in, like, competing or anything, never even thought of it. I was always just, like, the athletics, you know, outdoor running kind of thing, you know, Um, and whenever I got in coaching, for some reason, I was just, like, I don't want to just be a coach that, like, works out. I don't just want to be a coach that um, just kind of sits back and not that people don't do anything. It's just, like, I want to do something, like, really fucking exciting so, like, clients can see that and everything, too. And then I was, like – I followed Christian Guzman for the longest time and everything, Charlie Coker, and followed them on Instagram for a while and just saw competing stuff. And I was just, like, I feel like I could do that for sure. And then I ended up doing it, getting my coach and everything. And, like, first off, I like fell in love with it for sure, especially just being in the fitness industry. It's just something that I love to do because it's uh, just an individual competition with, with yourself, which I thought was, like, really, really unique. Um, and then just – The feedback we get from clients watching us go through that too because it's also like it's giving them something to watch even more as us as coaches and i think it makes them trust us a lot more too especially with what we're doing with ourselves and they know that like we're also like working our asses off when they're working their asses off too i think that was the biggest part and then if you go from a business perspective that helped with everything with content like I still don't have that many followers I only have like 2,000 maybe and with content like even on YouTube video there were insane amount of people supporting and everything you know post a reel or something like that or TikTok and people just want to support that because one if they've gone through it they understand the challenges of like how challenging that is and how competitive that sport is and two when people just like see prep it's just like I don't know i it kind of reminds me of like prepping for like a ufc fight or something because people like crave that in such a different aspect so i think whenever they watch people going through prep for competing they're just like drawn into like the narrative of the of like that story for that person too so i think that helps with content and revolving that around a lot
0: cool No, that makes a lot of sense i love watching people kind of uh as they get ready for their bodybuilding competitions uh, I don't actually want to do it myself. I'd rather <laughs> enjoy watching them prep for yeah. it. Um, the idea of cutting has never really intrigued me like that. Yeah. Um, I have a lot of friends who are into the bodybuilding uh, mm. scene, and I'm just like, yeah, I love watching you do it, but <laughs> not for yeah, me. It's, um, yeah, it's um, but, but, I mean, it, it, it's like you watch it, and you watch people get ready, and people are really good and dedicated and passionate about it. Like, the amount of consistency and uh precision that's required to excel in bodybuilding is just amazing so you can learn yeah. that's why i was interested like how you thought it translated over to your business because you can learn so much from going through that experience absolutely um and then you also just get to kind of see like what the what the human body can actually do when you push its limits so it's, it's very cool
1: 100 percent. yeah and with with coaching too because like i got to learn everything about my body that i didn't even know and like for me we learned with like food my body is like really really sensitive even though when we were like bulking and maintaining and just like keeping things clean it wasn't as sensitive so that makes you realize that other people's bodies are going to be even way more different when they're just on like a weight loss protocol too like even one little food could just trigger everything for them too so those are like little things that you pick up especially going through that
0: So I'm interested, the clients you work with, is it weight loss? Is it comp prep? Is it kind of all over? Like what type of clients you work with?
1: So it's mainly weight loss Um, with with prep. My thing and like coach Jamari, our other coach, we will never coach prep clients until we've like won the overall for our show ourselves like Mm. one or two times. We just want to be able, we want to like master something before we coach it. That's just like our comfortability thing. So for me, like in high school for my first few years I was like really overweight I was like right now I'm five eight so I don't know freshman year was probably like five four five five something like that and I was like 205 and I was playing soccer in high school so it's just like that does not add up and then you go through (laughs) like a huge weight loss journey um and then like lacrosse was kind of that like savior for me where it kind of like whipped me into shape went to college for it and then as a freshman like starting as a starter like you have to be on top of everything and then my Um, degree was kinesiology. So that helped on top of it. So that was like how I mastered that weight loss. And then that's why I wanted to work with weight loss clients. And we don't really hyper niche that much, actually. So we still work with males and females, ages 18 to 45 is kind of the cap, Um, maybe a little older than that. Uh, Typically, you don't really see clients of that age like past 45 working with us really in general sure so just kind of in that big time frame of ages and then mainly it's weight loss or just like trying to lose some body fat but it's also like creating better habits for yourself overall improving quality of life with your training structure how to create your own training structure nutrition all the foundational aspects of like what goes into any kind of protocol for anyone And then even people that like, you know, want to build muscle, So like if they just want to get bigger and stronger, work on toning themselves, all that kind of stuff, we'll still work with them. But we definitely market more towards weight loss just because that's majority of our clients. So that's what we're going to go with. And it could always change, but that's kind of like where we're just where we're at right now.
0: Cool. So I'm curious, when people are reaching out, so you've got like your own personal brand, uh, Jake Weber Fitness, and then you've got Sweat Fam. So when people are reaching out, like, who are they reaching out to you? Are they reaching out to the Sweat Fam brand? Like how do those uh, collaborate with each other, but also like how does the personal brand stick out from that?
1: Yeah, so originally it was Jake Weber Fitness for like literally only a couple months. And then I was just like, well, I wanna create something bigger with not my name. So you can grow a team around it, grow a community around it. And the Instagram handles just stick in there because like <laughs> everything with Jake Weber is pretty much taken. So I couldn't change it. Um, but pretty much I made Jake Weber Fitness my holding company or house company. So what that means is we have Sweat Fam, which is a coaching team. So when people reach out to answer your question, they're reaching out to me as a coach. And then I'll bring up, I'm like, hey, this is my team that I created. I'm a coach with them. And then they're just kind of like funneled into it. Um, and then, so that's under my holding company and for some, the reason why I did that is I feel like I don't know what it is, but I think in like five years or something like that, we're going to dip into another area of fitness, which I'm not exactly too sure what it is, but it's going to kind of be like an industrial aspect where it's more like technology based, which I think we're going to expand. We're going to go into app development for a different kind of fitness app too, So that's why if something branched off of it, I want everything kind of like funneled in together. So that's like kind of why I kept that just so it makes like life a lot easier whenever you grow and create different other businesses too.
0: Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense on the business structure side. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm thinking like more on like the marketing side. So like I know, for example, on like Instagram, if you're like communicating with like someone following Jake Weber. It's, like, much easier to interact with, like, a human being than to interact with an organization. So I always find it interesting when, um, so, you know, especially with fitness coaches, like, you guys are really good at creating personal brands. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it becomes almost a challenge to try and, like, create a company brand that's either... uh, equivalent to the personal brand or if not like overtakes that personal brand so I I think that's a challenge that I've seen just because people like to interact with other people
1: exactly yeah so So that that definitely is a challenge I think a good part to go around it is I'll do it too just to have it there but you see a lot of people basing getting their company out there by like just putting at the very bottom of their post like link in bio for coaching or like sweat fam coaching, which I'll still do that, but not for that purpose. It's just like another, just another plug for your business kind of, but what I'm going to start doing actually is like whenever we do videos and reels, um, even stories, which I started doing the other day too. And in pictures, I'll put it like in a little corner, just throwing the Mm -hmm. logo in there. So someone will see the logo and be like, what is that? And then like, they'll click on it. I'll tag it. Then they'll kind of get funneled to our team page. And then I have Jamari working on our team page. So things are going to start being, literally uploaded as much as our personal pages which i think is <clears throat> kind of the setback with a lot of people that set us back for sure going with like prep too it's just like you focus on your page but you also got to focus on the team page so that's what we're focusing on but having those like little plugs whether it's in your videos whether it's in um your pictures just that like little logo in there i think that can make the biggest difference too because even if you have like a very simplistic logo that's very catching to the eye that'll catch them So I think that'll be the biggest part um, to just kind of starting that off for sure. And then kind of whenever we dip in a podcast or like audios or anything like that, then we can really start plugging our um, content for that for sure.
0: No, that's a great idea. And so I wanna talk about that a little bit because I think you had mentioned you are uh, working on a podcast, right, in
1: 2022? Yeah, so (laughs) we had one and we got kicked off Apple Um, We were on Apple and Spotify, but once Apple kicked us off, like Spotify kind of saw that. So pretty much what we did was it was like going to be about coaching just us as like fitness professionals and everything. And we had one episode and it popped off really fast. We had 10,000 views in a week. We thought it was going to do really, really well. But I think we got flagged, not trying to get too political or anything, but we weren't bashing the vaccine necessarily. We were just saying, why in the news aren't you seeing – then talking about creating better habits for yourself, going outside, getting active, going to the gym or any of that stuff. And I think because we talked about that narrative, that triggered someone or Apple picked it up or something, which it kind of like flagged us as anti-vax, which like we're not. But I think that started a lot of stuff. And then on top of it, we were kind of talking about just like current topics, so body positivity. And we were saying that TikTok specifically, um ruined it because you're having people telling others it's okay to like not be in shape for themselves or like taking care of their bodies and i bet that triggered some people too so i don't really know what part of it was what got us kicked off but i think it was probably had to do with the vaccine if i'm just going to be honest like just because of the political boundaries and overstepping and that kind of thing which i'm not surprised by at the end of the day but we're gonna try to go on just spotify uh we're kind of saying screw it to apple for right now apple said we could go back in 2022 but i mean i don't really know i'm not i'm not bothered by it but spotify we still have an art we still have our account we just took down the the podcast episode just because we didn't want to get in trouble with them for some reason either
0: so is that only one episode you dropped
1: yeah it was the first (laughs) one and then it was the last you really
0: hit a really hit all the controversial points in the first episode (laughs) yeah we
1: went down the rabbit hole we were just talking about like current things that we'll we'll be talking about coaching aspects we'll be talking about prep and then we were like for example like why don't you hear this in the news like going on right now and then all of a sudden i think that's what took off because we talked about something not a lot of people everyone thinks about it but no one talks about it so i think us talking about it like a lot of people were like oh hell yeah and then someone picked up on it and they just, they had reported it or it had been someone with Apple,
0: like, yeah. But yeah, it, someone might flagged good. it or something like that. Cool. Yeah. So what's your goal with it when you, so when you relaunch in 2022, what's your, what's going to be the goal? So it's just
1: kind of like, I don't know. So with me, something I've gathered is with Instagram specifically, it's much more of a video platform now. It's not really sure. pictures or anything. And with videos, even on Instagram, you can only do so much because you can still post a video that's over 60 seconds, but you have to click Mm -hmm. continue to keep watching it, which is like an extra step that people won't do. So I think podcasts are that way to get those videos, topics, um, maybe things you can't fit into your posts or stories like out there to talk about even more. And just like kind of like your story and things you're going through too, because myself and then my other coach, like we both compete and we're gonna keep competing. We're both gonna try to go for a pro card and everything too. So I think we're gonna really try to make that the narrative of it. But also something a lot of people wanna hear is just like what we were kind of talking about where it's fitness, like we're not very political people. like. That much but just those current topics that everyone thinks about but they never want to talk about because they're too scared so that's also stuff we want to really like hit because we hear about it on other podcasts ourselves too so we're like why wouldn't we do that because if you say certain things like this last week i don't know if you saw it but my account on instagram actually got shut down because i made a post
0: oh i didn't know
1: yeah i made a post it was earlier last week it's actually still up which i'm surprised by but i was that's exactly what i was talking about i was like i'm not anti-vax um or anything but i'm just like i have a problem with crispy cream pushing if you get a shot that's not even proved that's a good shot for you they'll give you free donuts for the rest of your life but a news station won't put out the like you know maybe you should work on your mental health go outside go for a walk every day but they can like push all this stuff too and then i immediately like got shut up like i couldn't post for about i I think it was like 24 hours or like a day and a half. I couldn't reply to anyone. I couldn't post stories. And then like I tried to appeal the ban and they denied it. And I was just like, why? And like I wrote a big thing. I was like, I'd said nothing but the truth. I never even said I was anti-vax. I never bashed the vaccine. I just said whether you're for the vaccine or against the vaccine. I was just like, I think it's ridiculous like that they're not talking about health and fitness, which because obesity is a crisis right now, which is like, Everyone dying from COVID, they're all overweight. They all have chronic illnesses. Like, you don't hear about that. And that's like kind of why I wanted to tell people, which I'm like, if there's a time to start getting in shape, like it's now, like you can see it all the time. And then I just think because you go against that narrative, especially with like what news stations, social medias are going with, after you go against that, they're just going to ban your account. So I kind of realized Instagram is a platform. You don't really have that much freedom of speech because if you say something that's against someone's views, it's high up. Um, in the, in, in the industry with like social media and stuff, they can shut you up really easy. So it's really treading that fine line. But I think with podcasts, you can go a lot further with it.
0: Interesting. So yeah, I've never experienced that on my end. I've heard stories about it. Um, I don't really tackle many controversial topics, but, um, you know, I just saw like the CDC It was like 75% of Americans are overweight or, or obese. Uh, yeah. so it seems like a topic you should be able to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, also seems like if you want to say you're anti-vax, you you could, although I know you're saying that's that's not what you're you were saying, but uh, you know, if they are yeah. taking you down for that, it seems like you yeah, should like, be able to I'll be have honest, that opinion. Like, um,
1: I'm not anti-vax, but I'm not for the vaccine because like, for instance, like I have asthma, so that's like a pre-existing condition. When I had COVID, like obviously I'm still alive, but like it was, it was fucking rough. And I've heard Mm -hmm. with the vaccine from people, you can get sick from it. So for like my own personal perspective, like whenever people ask, I'll be honest, I'm just like, I'm not getting it because I don't have to. And I just don't want to put myself at risk when I don't need to be until like this vaccine's proven that it's like 100% foolproof or anything like that. And then I don't want to take it. But even me putting my own opinion out there a lot of people will get really upset about that. They'll start calling you a bunch of names that aren't even true and all these things. So that's like why it's just, it's so sensitive now. Everything's censored, every, everyone's sensitive. If you say one wrong thing against someone's perspective, it could be a lawsuit. Like it, it's like yeah. that little stuff that you have to be so careful about. So that's, that's like the biggest thing with me um, is just like very, being very careful. Cause you can, it's fine if I get censored, like I don't really care, but I also don't wanna just say something where someone gets offended and all of a sudden like i have a lawyer on call or something like that i've, sure. I've heard stories yeah. about that and it's just like a mess that no one ever wants to go into so
0: yeah speaking of lawyers disclaimer we're not pro or anti-vax on here so <laughs> do whatever do whatever you want we are not doctors Perfect. i'm a financial <laughs> planner uh yeah. so i have you know my fiance is a a nurse. I let her stick to the medical side in our family and and I stick to the finances. So yeah, we're not we're not uh advocating for anything but we're just talking about kind of uh using those platforms and and how you have to be careful um in what you say because at the end of the day, uh, you know, it's not your platform, right? Like a lot of people build up these audiences on other platforms thinking that they own the audience. Uh reality is you don't, right? That's why a lot of people emphasize like um, newsletters or email lists because Mm -hmm. then you actually do, you know, essentially own the audience. You have their email, you can email them whenever you want. If you got banned on Instagram or, you know, even if, um, you know, non-political, like if Instagram just like disappeared one day, right? Like it was, I remember it was down a couple months ago and people were freaking out and it was like, um, you know, that's the power of having a, a email newsletter or just other platforms to leverage. And so, um, you know, I, I, think that's kind of what we're highlighting here. Um, 100%. so <clears throat> one other thing I wanted to kind of chat with you about, cause this kind of stuck out when I stumbled across your profile was, um, you have a lot of partnerships with companies, yeah. um, and like some pretty good ones. Right. So a lot of times I'll see fitness coaches maybe have a partnership with like a supplement company, like maybe like a low profile supplement company, or maybe like a very small boutique clothing brand. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but you know you've got you're partnered up with Beam Supplements, yep. Lululemon, yes, Cuts yeah. Apparel, and then uh, Atlas Hair Products. I don't know them, but Lululemon and Cuts are huge names.
1: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: So I've seen the Beam. I've seen Beam around a little bit. I don't know much about them, but I have seen quite a few coaches who uh, maybe partnered with them. So that might be a bigger name than I realize. Uh, but the two that jumped out to me were Lululemon and Cuts for sure.
1: Yeah. So everyone, that's like the biggest topic at hand. Everyone's just like Lululemon. How'd you get with them? So yeah, pretty much. Pretty much the story. Yeah, especially since you have no followers. Like I have no followers. So the biggest <laughs> thing is um, everyone thinks partnerships are based off a of number, um, which yes and no. So you want to find. I was smart enough to know you want to find the partnerships where they're not basing you off the number behind your name, because one, you can even buy your followers. You can pull up a website where you buy likes, you buy followers, like anyone could be faking it. And some of the people with like the highest numbers behind their name, like aren't the most successful people either, either. So it's just like one of those biggest things where you just want to find those companies where you're allowed to be yourself. You fit them very well. And you and them are both authentic but can mesh well together where the number doesn't even matter, but you're still constantly trying to scale yourself and grow your presence at the same time too, Um, especially for their perspective. So when I was in Springfield, there was a Lululemon pop-up store. I went in there and we were just talking about like what I do and everything. And they're like, Hey, we'd love you to be an ambassador for our store because the only thing that Lululemon does is have ambassadors. They don't do like athletes or anything like that. That's what the ambassadors Mm -hmm. are. And it's very, very selective. And they called up like their director department head or whoever's like in charge of their uh, pop-up store, like in charge of all the like local ones. And they were like, we want to sign them up to be an ambassador. And I was like, Oh, this is cool. Like, this is super humbling, and like, great. And they're like, cause you guys are a pop-up store and not a permanent store. We can't have them as ambassador. You guys have to be a permanent store first. So you'd have to like wait a year until you guys branch into that or something. And so that, that was kind of like, That kind of sucked, but I was just like, hey, you know, I was just like for them to have like a five minute conversation with me and automatically want to bring me on as an ambassador, which is almost impossible to get. I was just like, that's great. Like, that means I'm doing something good. And then um, they gave them my like social media info and we were like all on the phone. They're like, hey, like reach out to us in a couple of days. Just like send us a message on Instagram, say who you are, who you talk to on the phone, everything. Ended up reaching out to them. And they're like, yeah, we're like, we're sorry about that. You can't be an ambassador or anything. And I was just like, well, do you guys like have any other opportunities or something? Like you guys seemed interested. I'm definitely interested with you guys. I think our values just as a company, like, I think I share your value. And I think just visually with how I look, I was like, I think I can fit you guys like really well too, which is what they were getting at. And then they started this thing called, um, the lululemon collective which is like really new like there's still only a couple people in it i think <clears throat> and pretty much it's for influencers to become like ambassadors and like paid partners with them and it's like very hard to get on and they like sent me the application and within like less than a day they like reach back out and they're like welcome to the team and i was just like okay i was like i don't know what this means cool. <laughs> or anything and then i just started posting content with them and they're like, you're really consistent. We love what you do. Like, we're going to offer you a contract. And then I now have an interview to become a global. So I'm on their global influencer team, which there's only like a handful of people. I don't know the exact number. I think like maybe under 10, possibly. And then I have an interview to be a global ambassador in January, which means like that's like top of the top with them and everything. So that'd be really cool if I got that too. But that that's kind of the story behind getting with lululemon but i also tell people too i'm like don't let sponsorships be who you are um just like be yourself and then get them and even with cuts so interesting with cuts i have a call with them tomorrow so they're great i love their company and everything and it's two different clothing companies so i thought they would bash together they wouldn't work well they said they would and then I just started seeing advertisements for people wearing their clothes being like better than that yoga brand. And they're like low-key bashing Lulam. So I actually have like a call with them about that tomorrow. So we'll we'll see what happens with that and everything. But um, I'm not on a contract with them yet. And that's kind of what it's about tomorrow. It's because they want to offer me a contract, but I also... Don't want to be with like a company that bashes another one I'm with, right? Like we're all professional. That's just not a way to do business. So that's going to be – and I'm not saying it's on them. I'm just saying it's on the person that posted that. So I just wanted to sure. bring it up. Um, Can you
0: explain what you mean? So when you say – all right. So explain the difference. So you're on a contract with Lululemon. You're not on a contract with Cuts. What's what's that mean and like what's the difference? Because so you, you still promote and you're partnered with both of them. Right
1: so i got offered a sponsorship with cuts um so i'm sponsored but i'm not on a contract they have the contract that's in my emails i just never signed it yet so um and i didn't sign it because i saw that post and i was just like i can't be with companies that contradict each other that's just not how that works and you also don't want to be with so many companies like you look like a sellout which i'm not saying like three or four will make you do that but you know, two different clothing companies that are kind of similar ones, like athleisure ones, work leisure, which is fine. But again, it's just making sure that that fine line is not going to be crossed because I was like, I even talked with Lululemon. I was just like, look, like I'm sticking with them no matter what. And I was just like, I don't want to be with a company that's not, or that's having people like do that kind of thing, you know, where it's just kind of like a little, you know, a little iffy, you're not too sure. So, That'll be the biggest thing. I don't think it will be an issue or anything, but we'll just kind of see how that plays out. But with cuts, they sent me, so they found like my TikTok and my TikTok is like small. Like I, would, I don't even have like a thousand followers, so I don't know what it was. And they're like, hey, can we send you a shirt? And I was like, okay, like yeah. And I have like heard about them on like TV, like commercial before, and I was like, okay, they, I think they have good T-shirts. And then they're like, throw together like a TikTok for us if you don't mind, since we're sending you a product. I was like, okay. And so I did that. And then all of a sudden, I got an email saying, you're up next. And I was just like, for what? And then all of a sudden, it's like <laughs> a paid partnership thing. And they're just like, we love the content you put out. I was like, dude, I put out one thing. And they're like, well, we want you to put out more. So here's a contract. We really want to help you grow your like social media following too. And I was just like, OK, for sure. And then like I looked more into their company and everything. It's actually like really unique what they're doing, especially with a clothing brand that's not even like revolved around fitness, but somehow it's in the fitness industry, which I thought was really, really interesting. So that was definitely an opportunity I didn't want to pass up on either. And then Beam, they're a up and coming supplement company. So I was, I was with one previously that's a very big one. and speaking of like legal issues they held all my commission from me and i had almost ten thousand dollars i didn't see so i decided to leave i told them i was like just keep the money i'm not trying to go into paperwork just keep my money and let me leave and then i didn't want to sign on with anyone after that because it gave me just like a really sour taste with like sponsorships and stuff and i just kind of wanted to freelance do my own thing and then a lot of buddies that i competed with are with beam and they're like do try these products and like I mean, the taste is amazing. Their marketing's great. Um, It's been doing very, very well. And then what I really respected was they show the farms and where they get all the raw ingredients all the way through the manufacturing process, which, like, is a fitness fitness guy like you, too. Like, you love to see that. That's, like, exactly what you want to see. So that was one that I just, like, didn't want to pass up on. And I loved having that combination of, like, The three to four partnerships where some are massive and then there's other ones that are smaller. So it's not like he's just a clout chaser going for high numbers and that kind of thing too. So that was definitely like something that helps with balance a lot too. But the biggest thing people ask is just, you know, sponsorships. How do I get sponsored? How if you can get sponsored by Lulu, like why can't I? All these things. And I'm just like, don't focus on those. Like let that be a secondary thing because You can be sponsored by the greatest companies in the world and you can still make almost no money if no one supports you because you just show up online and post a picture shirtless and that's it. So I tell everyone, I'm like, whenever you have social media for a business purpose, like add value. And then whenever you have so much value on your page, whenever you reach out to someone or they reach out to you for like a partnership, they can see that. Like that's, that's the biggest factor for you to get to where you want to be at for sure.
0: So with like, uh, let's use like Lululemon for example, or are you getting paid off of like an affiliate code or are you getting paid like per post? Like how does that work?
1: So they, they don't do codes with anyone, um, which I actually okay. respect a lot because of just their value for all their products and stuff. So I have a link. So if someone uses that, I'll get commission, but they just pretty much send me free stuff all the time. Um, just like okay. clothing, like new jobs and that kind of thing. And then I'll see some money here and there, especially with like the amount of things I'll be doing, but I even told them, I I told them straight up, I was like, I'm not in this for the money. I was like, you guys say on the contract, like, you can pay me. But I was like, you don't have to. I was like, as long as you just send me, like, clothes and stuff, like, I'm happy just to have that respect behind that company, behind my name. And I was, like, really upfront about that, too. I was just like, I'm not in this partnership for the money. I'm in it for, like, the mutual respect and, like, long-term partnership down the road, too
0: as a financial planner, I can't recommend you leave money on the table. <laughs> no, no, they, but... they still, they still send it, but I was
1: just like telling them that because I was just like, I didn't know what they have in store. So I was just yeah. like, I, I just wanted them to know, like I'm not in it for the money, but they, no, it's they actually still, a really good point. Yeah. They still do their part. And for me, something I tell people is like these partnerships isn't just one that I'm going to have for a couple of years. Like I haven't had a conversation with my, um, ambassador director and influencer uh director with lululemon like whenever i'm in my 30s and stuff like everyone has investments in different aspects so these companies that i trust fully that i'm with for five ten years like i want to invest a huge amount of money into them and have that company as an investment and long-term partnership for a very very long time and that's like kind of the strategy behind these partnerships with me too is because if you can trust a company that's either already made it or they're about to make it, if you can become a part of that investment group and ownership group with them, that's a partnership down the road, mutual mutual respect for like ever pretty much. And that's an investment that you go in knowing that's gonna keep scaling and you just trust 100% too. So that's something that I don't see a lot of people doing at all, but I think it's actually like a really smart move um, if you're able to do it down the road for sure.
0: Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. And one of the questions I had for you kind of already answered it was going to be like, are you doing these partnerships for like the revenue or for like the credibility builder? Um, And it sounds like it would be more of like the credibility and just Mm. not, but it sounds like it goes beyond just credibility and more of just like having mutual interests with uh, people you respect in in similar industries, right? Like industries that like, Impact the fitness community, but maybe obviously aren't like fitness coaches. Um, you know, and obviously, like a prime example would be Lululemon and then the supplement company. Um, which rumor has it, by the way, you take far too much pre workout. Is that true? I take a lot. I take, I take an excessive
1: amount. Yeah. 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 What's an excessive amount? Uh, I probably. So for pre-workout, I usually stick around like the 300-350 mark for a workout, which is I would say average. That's not that so, bad. Yeah. yeah, but my caffeine intake throughout the day, it's probably breaks 5 to 600 uh, milligrams a day, so
0: Psst, That's nothing. That's that's uh, normal. Tell tell uh, Nick he's tell Nick to just leave it alone. Yeah, no, he'll
1: see me like doing drive scoops on my stories just cuz like people thought it was funny and like I don't mind it. So I was just like, okay, I'll just keep doing it, posting all my story. And, like, every day he'll just be like, dude, he's like, when you come out here, like, I'm going to smack that tub on the ground. And I was just like, oh, no.
0: <laughs> I had Nick on. Uh, he was the first guest I had on episode two. Uh, uh, and he, his story is story great. I loved having yeah. Nick on. He's a super cool guy. I uh, yeah. love following him and kind of learn more about his journey. Absolutely. Um, the, uh, the dry scoops, do you ever see the – they came out and said that's like super bad for you to do did you ever see that
1: yeah so that was i could be wrong i'm not too sure i haven't really researched it that much honestly but people were dry scooping and not using water so they were yeah, like they were scooping like powder choking it and like, down which one like to activate pre-workout for some freaking <laughs> work you need water and that's like what i tell people i'm like drink your fucking water i was like even a couple sips i was like it's not gonna work if it doesn't have water to combine with and for me, like with usually two, two and a half scoops, like if you pour that in a water bottle, you'll probably have to have like 12 to 18 ounces. And that just kind of makes me feel a little bloated before my workout. So yeah. i just like, well, if I can dry scoop it and it doesn't give me like a coughing fit or anything, then I'll be fine. <laughs> just drink some water. But like, yeah, it became like just such a trend where people were dry scooping and they're like, I'm a badass, like I'm not drinking water. I'm like, dude, I was like, you look pathetic doing that. Like no one thinks that that's cool. I was just like, it's not even that funny. I was just like, if you're smart, like, you know, like that's pre-workout's not even going to work. So you just wasted it. But, but yeah. Yeah. saw. I, I remember I when
0: that trended, that trended for a little bit. I remember yeah. that it was a couple months ago. It was like trending. I've done it a couple of times. It's really not that enjoyable. No, <laughs> Especially yeah. depending depending on the pre-workout you take, right? Because some scoops are massive. Yeah. Uh, and the one I take right now is a Nutribio, like, natural one. Okay. And the scoop's pretty big. It's like 350 yeah. milligrams. Usually I don't take a full scoop anymore. But, like, the scoop's big enough where it's like, you try and try scoop that, it's like, no chance. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I think back to some older ones I've taken, like... You know, like, back in the day, like, Jack 3D, like, that thing was tiny, right? It was a small little scoop. Like, you could dry scoop four of those scoops. I wouldn't recommend that because you'd probably fall on the ground. (laughs) Um, But cool, man. Well, I appreciate you coming on. I got one final question for you. Um, You know, if you could go back in time a year ago today and see where you're at now, what would surprise you the most and why?
1: Oh, my God. That's going to be, like, a really broad one. Like, one, I visually so visually like i know where i wanted my business to go i just didn't know i was going to be at where i am in a year because usually whenever you hear starting business they're like it takes five ten years to pick up then within a year you're like every month you're pretty much breaking records at this point and you know for me it's just the biggest aspect i think if you could ask any of my friends or anyone that you've probably talked to that knows me it's just stress like i'm just always stressed out because i always overwork myself so the thing I would tell myself is just like, take a day off during the week. I would go seven days a week working all my free time, never giving myself a break. And you can do well, but it, it'll catch up to you for sure. And I'm, I was like, no, it'll never catch up. And it did, it would give me like stress attacks and stuff, especially during prep. So the biggest thing would just be, you know, spending time for yourself and like actually giving yourself a break for sure. Because that can actually allow yourself to grow on a whole nother level too.
0: Super important, take the rest yeah. you need um it's like a diminishing return thing right you know take the rest and and you'll see the results uh even more than if you worked a couple extra hours jake i appreciate you coming on let everyone know where they can find you and learn more about you
1: yeah so instagram at jake weber fitness or at the sweat fam um we're also on facebook but we're not really doing that much on there right now so mainly just instagram right now TikTok, same plugs
0: um but yeah And Weber is with one B, so everyone looking at it, it's W-E-B-E-R. Jake, I appreciate you coming on so much and uh, wish you the best of success.
1: All right, appreciate you. Thank you.
0: Did you enjoy the show? If so, don't forget to hit subscribe and leave us a review. And if you are interested in learning more, you can subscribe to the Monthly Assist, a newsletter where I share more information for fitness entrepreneurs and millennials. You can find the link in the show notes, or you can access the link in my Instagram bio at justingreenfp. Until next time, keep growing, my friends.